Welcome back to the Blue White Illustrated Penn State Football and Recruiting Podcast. He's Ryan Snyder. I'm Greg Pickle, and we have two commitments to talk about and a lot of other recruiting news as Penn State gets ready for October and for Indiana. Kickoff for that game, of course, set for 7.30 p.m. on ABC. But today we're going to talk more about recruiting than about the Nittany Lions and their 4-0 start, though obviously they go hand-in-hand. Things are going well so far on the recruiting front. Of course, that was the case before Penn State started perfect. It's the case now. Ryan, how you doing, buddy? Another week is here. You were on the road. We'll talk about that a little bit later as well, but let's get into this. It's been another busy month for Penn State in totality on the recruiting trail. Yeah, man. Uh, Three commitments now, uh, two uh, in the last week, one of which uh, Matthias, we we knew, but we weren't allowed to say. (laughs) That's always kind of fun uh, when, uh, when, you know, you get those complete surprises, especially you know, with, with, with future casts and crystal balls, that, that stuff kind of doesn't stay quiet for long nowadays. Uh, so I think right. a lot of fans were excited about that one. They didn't see that one coming. Uh, but of course, Andre Roy too. Uh, do you want to just get into Andre now? We'll start with him. <laughs> Let's start with him, Ryan, talking about things that people didn't see coming. Uh, that was more, that was definitely one of the more interesting recruiting uh, decisions and announcements that we've seen. Uh, Penn State picks up the Baltimore, Maryland, St. Francis three-star class of 2022 offensive lineman, 6'6", I think, well over 300 pounds. Really big uh, prospect and a guy that doesn't do a lot of interview, doesn't do a lot of talking with coaches or players, if you said multiple times on the show. And Penn State is able to get him over Rutgers, Maryland, NC State, and some others. Yeah, so he was um, right around 6'5", 325 when he when he came up here in the summertime and you'll hear you'll hear a lot that he, he had a good showing out on on the camp circuit this year and for, for the most part that's true I, I don't I don't disagree with it I, I will add a little bit of perspective to it though and you know he he was pretty much the top guy at the Under Armour um uh, the Under Armour Regional Camp in Baltimore. Actually, I think he took home the, the award for their, their top offensive lineman that day. But I will also just note that, you know, Zach Rice wasn't there. Ty Chan wasn't there. Drew Shelton wasn't there. Some of the, some of the elite guys. Um, so just that's that's some good perspective on it. I thought he had great feet that day. Uh, he got the best of Anto Saka that day. Uh, I think I think one or two other top, top defensive ends he faced. I think he only did like four or five maybe six uh, reps during one-on-one. So it was uh, a limited uh, evaluation, I guess you could say, as far sure. as, as far as what, what we were able to really see. But, but he did perform well that day. And, and look, there's a lot, to, a lot to work with here. Um, the, the, the potential's through the roof, but I, I also feel like this is um, certainly a, a bit of a project for Penn State. And the, you know, them taking him really kind of tells me that they need to – uh, upgrade their offensive line they I think maybe they have I, I, this is just me spitballing here but it feels like they have maybe some concerns on, on what they've seen over the last year or so because uh to me I, I didn't I just didn't felt like they had to take another offensive of, of lineman here especially with some of this the top 2023 20, guys here um that are that are coming through and, and showing a lot of interest in Penn State but yeah Look, he, he went and visited Maryland on Saturday. That hasn't really been put out there too much. And I was traveling throughout Saturday and, and didn't really get into it a whole lot on the board because I was trying to talk to more people about it. But he he definitely was was at that Maryland-Kent State game, which, you know, to go to another school the day after or two days after you commit is certainly um, raises raises some eyebrows or raises some questions, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, that's of note, yeah. 
Yeah. So this is this is somebody who, um, you know, I think Phil Troutline sees a lot of potential in, and and uh, th- there's there's you know, look at that size, and and he and he does run pretty well. Uh, yeah. There's a lot to like, but there there's a lot to uh, a lot of progression that needs to take place. I mean, his senior film so far has been okay. Uh, I think a lot of people were trying, were hoping to see a little bit more. But, uh, you know, Penn State sees enough to take his commitment, and uh, I think now they're going to have to try and hold on to him because Maryland clearly is not going to give up here, and the fact that he was just down there is is certainly interesting. So I don't know if this one's completely over with. Of course, Emil Wagner's still in the mix, but, uh, you know, I'd be surprised if they were to add another lineman. Of course, if, if you know, he decommits, Roy decommits, or any other guys, Wagner makes a little more sense, but... This is this was an interesting one, man. I don't know if I'm ever going to get him on the phone. I think I'm going to have no. to drive to, <laughs> drive to St. Not. Francis. I'm I'm planning to see St. Francis IMG uh, in in November, so maybe that's when I'll get a commitment story from him. Yeah, you are not going to get him on the phone. I think we can all safely bet that. Ryan and I dabble in the gambling world occasionally, and we never <laughs> always we can never find completely safe bets. But let me assure everyone and you that it's a safe bet that you will not get Andre Roy on the phone before you drive down there. So yes, Penn State's class um, of twenty twenty two, as we've discussed before, is pretty well full, but there are some spots left. And based on you know, again, we've talked about this before, and we're not forecasting a decommitment, but I. I think it's fair to say that past history shows that you're probably going to get a couple. Um, but, you know, obviously we're also almost to October and Penn State is now uh, two months from signing these guys. And so far, so good. So maybe that won't be the case. But anyway, Andre Roy is committed for the time being. We'll see if that sticks. Obviously, Ryan gives us something to think about on that front. But in terms of moving forward here with the class of 2022, Amari Evans is a guy who uh, visited Penn State for the Auburn game at receiver who has set his decision date for Saturday, which is pretty interesting because you know he could have definitely taken more visits he could have definitely awaited for the early signing day and he's not going to do that he's going to make up his mind now so I know we're still trying to get some intel there but let's start with him Ryan and then we'll get into a little bit of the space check uh for the class of 2022 at the end of September yeah well with (laughs) Omari we're still trying to figure it out you know I I reached out to he put out a tweet, was it maybe Sunday? I think it was, Greg, yes. where, you yep. know, talking about he's going to commit this upcoming Saturday, which was that October 1st, October 2nd, Second. something like that. Yep. Um, yep. And, you know, basically when I asked around, I was given the impression that, you know, Penn State has to talk about it as a staff. And that doesn't really mean they don't want them. It just, when you have, 25 high school players committed plus a junior or not a junior college. A yeah. Let's, Harvard we'll get into that part in. of it. Yeah. We'll get into that part of it next. Cause that's an important <laughs> thing that you reminded me of that we need to talk yeah. about, but yeah, you, as you, with Evans, right. Yeah. So they need to, they just need to talk about everything from, from this point moving forward. So I, as of yesterday, when I was talking to people about it, Penn State was still kind of discussing what they plan to do here. Uh, if, if Evans wants to commit to Penn State and that's kind of still uh, up in the air. I mean, from a relationship perspective, it felt like Rutgers had the edge and they've had the edge, I think for a little while now, uh, but we're also just coming off the whiteout game and an official visit to Penn state. And uh, he saw the best of everything state college has to offer. So, you know, when you, when you have a commitment, like a commitment scheduled two weeks after um, an official visit to Penn state, that definitely uh, is something I'm going to be paying close attention to. So uh, right now, I mean, it really does feel like it's 50, 50 Rutgers or Penn state. I don't believe Vanderbilt's very much in the mix there. They're showing right. right now uh, on the field would very surprised would you know I'd be very shocked if, if it's if it's Vanderbilt uh, I know he did say Baylor and Houston were pushing but this should be uh, two of the big this should be you know one of the two big 10 schools 50 50 I'm going with at the moment 
We'll see. I, I should have a better um, – I'll definitely have an update on the board in, in the coming days. I think Penn State's still trying to talk it out. So you can visit that message board Ryan talks about, bwi.rivals.com. Join us inside the Lions Den Forum. You can check out all the latest recruiting news and notes. We'll have an Indiana visitor list later this week and also some interviews with guys who visited for Villanova or Auburn or are planning to visit for the Hoosiers class. So check us out, bwi.rivals.com, bluewhiteillustrated.com as well. So Penn State does have at least three receivers committed, right? Caden Saunders, Anthony Ivey, Tyler Johnson, uh, Christian Driver, could be a safety, could be a receiver, same goes for Makai Flowers. Um, so they, maybe they don't need another wide receiver in this class, but I don't think you're going to turn down Omari Evans if he does want to commit to Penn State. But at the same time, uh, as we talked about before, it's a numbers game. So let's move on to that part of this conversation, Ryan. 25 guys in. Um, you know, there's a talk out there. I think Sports Illustrated's been the one that has reported it most, but that they're going to allow schools to maybe sign up to 32 players um, in their respective recruiting classes by replacing guys who leave for the transfer portal after the early signing day. So that's something I know a lot of people want to discuss, but we have to keep in mind that it's number one, it's about the 85 man scholarship count. And mm -hmm. to the point we were just getting to a second ago, and you brought it up to me on the day that Andre Roy committed, but Spencer Rowland, the Harvard offensive lineman, who I got to watch a little bit of them, I think two, no, let's pass Friday. Um, on ESPN, and he's, I mean, that offense is pretty good. He looks like a good player. At any rate, um, he's a part of that count, you know, and we keep forgetting about him and just say it's very easy to fall into the trap, so to speak, of saying just 25 commits, but it's really 26 with Spencer Rowland. So Penn State's mm -hmm. already at that number, and if you don't have a bunch of guys leave early for the NFL, you know, I don't know how much more wiggle room they're going to have left. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's it's two more max basically um, yeah now of course they can they can keep going but then you get into that tricky spot of do you kind of have to find scholarships and not you know we you guys know where i'm alluding to there you know do you do you kind of have to to cut guys at the bottom of the depth chart and no i promise you they don't want to do that um and of course there will be attrition normal attrition that you always see in the transfer portal uh but but I think if they got past 28, it gets very, very difficult. So, you know, we have Amari Evans, we have Andre Green. Uh, to me, if, if Andre Green was realistic, I, he would have been at that whiteout game, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, now agreed. he could still maybe come for an official visit. I don't want to completely rule it out, but he, he had the opportunity to be here for that and, and, he, and he didn't show. So I just, I don't see it happening. I just think North Carolina, Georgia, and Clemson all have a substantial edge on Penn State. Yeah. Maybe he'll make it here, but I just I don't see it right now. So it's Amari Evans at wide receiver, Jay Sean Baum at linebacker. Now Penn State is still pursuing Wesley Besaint from from Miami. He took he of course took an official visit in the summer, and it's hard for me to see him coming north. Uh, you know, from what I gathered after that visit, parents were, were very happy with Penn State. You know, coaches they like the idea, but I just. From talking to people, I gave they I got the impression that Wesley just I don't know if, if State College was right for him, and and you know Matt that may be me kind of reading between the lines a little bit, but that's just from talking to a couple of people they they kind of they said hey the family seemed to love it, but we we, we got kind of mixed views from from Wesley. So yeah, look, look if he's another guy if he made it back for an unofficial visit that that would be huge. But right now I just see him ending up somewhere you know one of the Florida schools basically, uh, and then of course you have Emil Wagner still too who. Penn State will continue to pursue. He was absolutely uh, their, their their top offensive tackle prospect. I know Trevon right. really likes him a lot. 
but can you add another offensive lineman? I mean, if if Barham were to commit and Evans commits, I don't see it happening. But right. uh, if Evans were to go to Rutgers, uh, then, you know, Barham, I don't know when we're going to get an answer on Barham. I thought, you know, people were mentioning maybe October, but then I was asking some Penn State people about it after his visit, and they were like, hey, he never brought anything up about October to us. So, if, from what I've gathered, that's just totally up in the air on when who made his side. And then, of course, Wagner, who he, he publicly put it out there that he was going to commit on the uh, All-American Bowl. But then I talked to right. him last week after the, the whiteout, and he was like, well, you know, I might have to move this up a bit. So a lot a lot of decisions to be made. But, of course, his brother is at Kentucky. He has a graduate assistant now. Notre Dame always kind of had the edge there. So with, with, with Green and Wagner, it feels like Penn State's, you know, third, fourth in, in, in that totem pole. So that's why I think Mari Evans would be a very realistic add if Penn State uh, can take him, and that's right. that's the answer I'm trying to figure out. Then, of course, you have Jayshon Barham down the road. They they won't skip on Jayshon Barham. They'll find room for him. So right now, Evans, Barham, they feel like the most realistic guys that would get you to 28 when you include Roland, and I think that would be it. But then, of course, we have decommitments and, and, and everything else that can pop up, and uh, that's that's why they can't stop you know pursuing a lot of other players. What about Larry Turner Gooden? He's the one fancy to keep an eye on at this point. Yeah, yeah, forgot about him. Yeah, there's so so many guys. Yeah, he's definitely someone that they need to yeah. keep an eye on. Uh, you know, obviously, of course, with him decommitting from Arizona State, I I wrote last week that I felt behind Hawkins, who was the who is Arizona State's defensive back coach, but he's on administrative leave. I don't think he'll be back. Terry Smith, right. I, I get the impression is the, is the second best relationship or, or one of the one of the best he's formed so far. Um, Hawkins' brother, Armand Hawkins Jr., he's uh, one of the directors of recruiting at USC. But, of course, everything else is about to change at USC. Right. Uh, and we know he's taking an official visit to Texas. But Texas is a newer staff. He doesn't have that relationship like he had with Terry Smith. I mean, Terry offered him as a freshman after he came out here for that eighth grade LeVar Arrington All-Star game. So right. there is a relationship here that goes back like three-plus years. So, yeah, he's another guy to keep an eye on. Um, whether he will come all the way to Pennsylvania to play is – still kind of something I'm, I'm unsure about but from a relationship perspective Penn State is in a very good spot there it's just whether um you know his family is fine with him coming across the country I will say one thing about Larry Turner Gooden is I know Penn State is trying to get him back here for the Michigan game that has been a talk uh, all throughout last week is something I need to keep an eye on uh here in the weeks ahead and of course that would be an unofficial visit so if he does pay his way to come back out here for the right. Michigan game yeah we, we need to keep a real eye on him all right. Well, you can do that by visiting us, bluewhiteillustrated.com, for all the latest Penn State football and recruiting news, wrestling, hockey, basketball. We cover it all, bluewhiteillustrated.com. Let's move on to commitment number two, Ryan. Mega Barnwell was once committed to Penn State, decommitted from Penn State back in January, I believe it was, of this year. And now he's back in the class. And this was one where he visited for the Auburn game, really seemed to enjoy himself, and then came back for the Villanova game and became the second prospect in as many weeks to commit to James Franklin on the field prior to kickoff. Let me start with that aspect of this, because I think most fans know what Penn State's getting in Mega Barnwell and whether, you know, we'll get into his position thing. But let me start with that idea of guys committing on the field. I think it's cool. I think it's going to become the cool thing to do. There were a couple of people um, on social media and also in our Lions Den message board kind of questioning whether or not it was a distraction. What are your thoughts on that? To me, if it was, Penn State wouldn't allow it. So, you know, it's not like, you know, there's a little bit of coordination to all of this. So um, I think it's neat. I think it's something that, um, kids are going to do want to do more and more now that some other guys, Juan Payne and now Mega Barnwell, have done it. 
Yeah, pain was kind of a, a surprise. That was like a, a, a you know the first time, and you know as we hit last last week, it felt like James was was genuinely kind of surprised by that. But but Barnwell was kind of um, I don't want to say set up, but like we, you know we knew that was coming. Uh, Penn State kind of knew that was coming with a couple of days ahead of time. Look, the distraction is the recruiting lounge before the game when there's 60 right. guys up there and you're three hours from kickoff. And, and how do you hit everybody? To, yes, correct. Yep. Yeah, that's the distraction. And, you know, the, the committing on the field is a 30-second thing. You know, a it's handshake, not even a 30 seconds. It's not even yeah. 30 seconds. It's like yeah, it's 15. A couple, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a photo quick and boom, next guy in line, let's go. So right. and I, I don't look at that as a distraction at all. And I, I, I certainly would not be surprised if we see um, other 2023 guys do that. Uh, of course, Barnwell Evans, they've already taken their officials. I, right. I don't see 2022 guys doing that this year, but I wouldn't be shocked if another 2023 does that. So, uh, But I, I call Matthias. Is it Matthias or Mega? You like Mega? I like Matthias. Is uh, that, let's go that, with Matthias. I, no, let's go with Matthias. <laughs> You, you always, yeah, you always call him Mega. I always. That's because I can never find his social media unless I look up Mega. So that's why. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. All right. Anyway, he is definitely uh, a, a Mega tight end. We can say yeah. that six six. Uh, so he's at he was at two seventy when he got here in the summertime. I think that was his July visit. It was kind of a personal day with the staff, and now he's down closer to two fifty five. So whether he's trying to lose weight or whether that's just uh, weight coming off because of football season, I'm not exactly sure. But he is trending. Um, in, in the other direction, which if, if tight end is his position, uh, that that's a positive. So that's something I'll, I'm going to try and actually interview him here a little bit later today. And that'll be something we discuss and uh, something to definitely monitor in, in the weeks and months ahead. So, uh, but his offer sheet, man. So of course he was committed June, was well, June, 2020 to yes. uh, January, 2021. Correct. And after yep. he decommitted his offer sheet really took off North Carolina, Notre Dame, Ohio state, Oregon. They were a couple of the top schools and he actually called Ohio state his favorite. Uh, what was it? Mid June ish. And it was actually about a week before he came to Penn state for his first unofficial visit uh, after the dead period ended. And that, that I think, with that being just a week apart, I, I, looking back, I think that was a major kind of moment that uh, yeah. maybe went under the radar a little bit with Penn State because Ohio State was absolutely trending then. I mean, he openly said they were his favorite. And then, of course, he comes back, back then at the end of July for another kind of personal day with the staff, and that's when it became clear, oh, okay, uh, Penn State uh, might be able to get him back on board. I was still a little hesitant because I thought he would take more visits this season. And then, of yeah. course, getting him back to the Auburn game, that kind of sealed the deal. And uh, I would definitely be surprised if he decommitted again at this point. I think he is he's generally uh, locked in. So uh, just two more things I want to add real quick. One, he is the second player to recommit under James Franklin. Of course, Michael Parsons was the first. If he can live up to that standard, man, he's going to be a hell of a player. Uh, then there's been about 30 decommitments since 2015. I went back and tried to track them all the other day. Uh, so that, that's a pretty big number. And, and so a recommitment isn't something you really see all the time. And then just two, you know, we, we know he can be a tight end and we know he can be an offensive tackle. That's something we talk about a lot. You know, wh where, where he progresses on turn, that only time will tell. But Notre Dame did offer him as a defensive tackle to play the three technique as well. So right. I, I don't. I get the impression Penn State is definitely on the uh, offensive side here. But don't uh, overlook the fact that he could uh, he could play on the defensive line as well. So when I talked to him after the Auburn game, he had said that Notre Dame was the only school that had offered him as a defensive lineman. So that does not rule Penn State out from moving him there. And I guess 
ultimately, I was talking to one of our subscribers. If you're listening, drop me a line. But um, I was listening talking to one of our subscribers actually down on the field level when I was taking photos of Barnwell going out there and everything. And, you know, his kind of thought process, I was explaining that whole thing to him. And he was like, let's just get him here and then figure out what, <laughs> what he is once he gets here. You know, and if he says he wants to play this and he wants to play that, let him do it. Um because obviously he's a very good player. So, yeah, we'll see tight end, offensive line, defensive line. Um, I agree with our Blue White Illustrated subscriber who said, doesn't matter, just get him here and you'll figure it out when <laughs> James, he gets here. James definitely agrees with that. You know, yeah. I know that's for sure. He just wants to get him on board and figure it out. I mean, Penn State has a handful of those guys every year, and he will certainly fit that category in 2023. Absolutely right. Well, we're talking about subscriptions here, so before we go any further, bluewhiteillustratedonline.com. You can go there, sign up for our monthly magazine. Obviously, last week, or last month, rather, we had the Freaks issue with Nate Bauer catching up with Dwight Galt. A lot of good recruiting news in there as well. We're getting ready for the November edition. You can get that at bluewhiteillustratedonline.com or by calling customer service. 814-234-1177 Monday through Friday 9 to 5 check it out blue white on illustratedonline.com and obviously the website blue white illustrated.com okay Ryan you were on the road on Saturday you wisely uh, decided that you didn't need to see a whole lot of Penn State Villanova so you went to see some recruits in action deny Dennis Sutton versus let's say uh uh Abdul Carter uh, and McDonough against LaSalle. Unfortunately, as you wrote uh, on Monday, both of those guys a little bit banged up, didn't play as much as um, we would have hoped. But you saw some 2023 guys as well. But let's start with the two Penn State commits, what you were able to learn yeah. from them while they were in action, even though you would have hoped to, of course, see more. Yeah, so deny definitely isn't 100%. So we'll, we'll hear. These are uh, Abdul Carter highlights. So let's let's start with Abdul. Uh I thought he played really well around the, line, around the line of scrimmage. And that's what really stood out to me. When he is asked to play the run or get after the quarterback, boy, he excels at that. Uh, he times blitzes so well. I mean, there, there are a couple other clips in here. This one here, he just misses the guy. Um, does trip him up, though. But uh, he could have had a couple of those plays where a uh, big tackle in the backfield. And I think actually the last clip here, you'll see he actually gets a fourth and goal stop. And uh, it, it was a, it was a big moment in the game because McDonough was starting to get some 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 momentum. Uh, but man, he's six three two thirty five. Okay, he's already the size or bigger than some of Penn State's linebackers. So the the question here is just what is he going to play? And after watching That's him, watching linebacker. his strengths, yeah, it does feel like defensive end here. And of course, you've already had Tyrese Fairbury decommit. Uh, Penn State wanted to get a defensive end in. They were looking at uh, DJ Westlock, and then I think they kind of decided, and eh, I don't know. Here, watch this play here. It's a great play. Reads it really well, and that was a big moment because McDonough was really getting some big momentum. Uh, but, yeah, I, I see a defensive end here, and I think if you look at what's left with, with Barham still on, on the board and the fact that they, you know, Fairby's de uh, committed elsewhere, DJ Westlock still, I guess, around, but I don't get the pressure Penn State's pushing that hard. It feels like to me that Penn State's kind of thinking, all right, this will be our our additional defensive end in this class. So yeah, I, I thought he played well. I mean, there was one I did include one clip in there where he he kind of caught flat footed uh, in the passing game, uh, but for the most part, he he was fine, uh, especially for his size. And you know, we put up those crazy testing numbers, so the guy can definitely run. It's just whether he can you know stick with those shifty backs uh, after you know two or three cuts, and that 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 was the one I guess 
not want to call it negative, but the one thing he he could improve on for sure. So I, I was I was definitely impressed with Abdul though. But uh, like I said, man, I, I think I see a defensive end here because of his strengths, which is just getting after uh, time and blitz as well, time in the snap well, getting after it in the run game. And uh, you know when he's asked to 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 rush off the edge or really in the a gap, I mean he really excels at that. Yeah, no, he's a really talented player. I saw, watched the film that you had cut up, and I watched some of his huddle and. I don't know, man. It screams defensive lineman to me. I just don't. I think nature is going to force him down to the line of scrimmage as opposed to uh, being a linebacker. But we'll see. You know, I've been wrong plenty before. So, uh, obviously, the other Penn State commit in that game, denied Dennis Sutton, injured his elbow prior to the start of the season. Still yeah. dealing with some ramifications from that. You got to see a little bit of him, but not obviously everything you may yeah. have wanted to see from him. And it's probably a little bit unclear how much more he'll play in 2021 just because it seems like this injury is going to keep coming back up. So let's chat about him, yeah. five-star guy. I think we all know he has five-star talent, but it's been a tough uh, senior year for him so far. Yeah, it stinks, man. So he he dislocated his elbow, of course, in preseason. I think most fans are aware of that by now. He played about a half in – the game before, and I think he put a little over a half in the game before that. So this was supposed to be his first game where he's full go the whole time. And within two series, you could tell that something bad happened because he kind of took himself off the field, came over, took all his pads off. And I didn't think he was going to go back in. I thought uh, by the end of the first quarter, he was done. Now he Mm -hmm. did go back in and help his team. But man, you could tell he was just kind of a body out there trying to do whatever he could uh, to just take up space. I mean, he was he was double teamed the majority of the game. Uh, he did have a tackle for loss. I think it was three tackles, one tackle for loss. So he did he did contribute in some some ways. And, it, and by the way, he plays defensive tackle for McDonough too, not defensive end. So man, this is this I'd be surprised if he plays this upcoming weekend. And I think they're playing Mount St. Joseph's this weekend. And to me, it's it's something that he's going to have to have a, a talk with his coach about and, of course, with Penn State about and, and really just kind of get a feel for for what uh, the doctors have to say. I wouldn't be surprised if he's meeting with them here in the near future because it, it, it looks like this is going to bother him and his future is just so bright. So is it is it worth it to, to keep pushing? It's a dislocation, too, um, which, you know, it's not like a, in a, a tendon or something, but. I don't know. I, I was, I was, I felt bad for him, man, because he really wanted to give it a go, and he he did play a little bit in the second quarter, and, and then I think he played maybe one series in the third quarter, and then it, it was clear that he he couldn't keep doing it after the game, man. He he's holding it tight, you know, the, not moving at all. So I feel bad for Deny, man, because he he obviously had his junior season taken away from him from COVID. This was this was supposed to be his opportunity to really get back out there and and um, you know work on some things and. I don't know if he's going to get that opportunity. They do have six games left. They do play into November. Uh, McDonough's also one and three on the year too, though. So do you, do you keep pushing it when you know your team's not going to be able to make a make a big run for for that uh, M double was it M I double A championship? So sure, I feel bad for him, but it's some something we'll keep an eye on for sure. I know I know Denai definitely wants to keep playing. So just just kind of a week to week thing for now. All right. Well, it was good to see him in action. You also saw some 2023 guys. Uh, Mason mm-hmm. Robinson is one of them from McDonough. So let's just run through them quick. I'm going to play Mason Robinson's highlights, but it looks like there's uh, some more guys at, at McDonough who could one day be in the Lions. Yeah, well, Mason's the one who definitely stood out for sure. Uh, I was really impressed with him. I thought he shoved. This is a really nice play here. Um you know, the LaSalle's quarterback can move, too. That was a, that was a nice play. I thought he shed blocks really well. Um, man, he almost makes the play here, too. This was another nice one. But his team uh, 
is able to keep him out of the goal line. Um, good pad level. And, and look, he, he played LaSalle's best offensive uh, tackle pretty much the entire day. I left there. This is my first time really seeing Mason play uh, with pads. Of course, I've seen him at camps and whatnot. And I left there absolutely feeling as if uh, Penn State needs to push hard for him. And I, and I think they're going to. There, of course, he he rushed, uh, you know, hurried, hurried the quarterback and forced an interception. So he to me, he was the most impressive player on the day. And uh, someone I definitely expect Penn State to keep pushing hard for. Uh, I, I did watch Antonio Tripp as well. Of course, we've talked about him a lot. And I, I get the impression he definitely wants to be part of Penn State. I thought he was really good in pass coverage. Uh, I don't believe he left up a sack all day and um, pretty much, I mean, I think maybe only allowed like one or one or two hurries, but the, the only like, I guess negative I have is just, I need, he's going to be a guard at the next level. And to get, I expected him to have a, a more success in the run game as far as really getting a push opening holes. You know, there was a couple of times where he pulled and he would face, uh, Abdul Carter, you know, coming through the gap and Abdul just blew by him. Uh, I think that happened like two or three times. Uh, so just, you know, just in the run game, that's, that's where I, I, I want to see more from him. Yeah. Uh, but Penn state's watching him closely. We'll, we'll see kind of what happens there. Uh, two guys I just want to add on real quick. Uh, Jeff Exner, he's a 2025 wide receiver. Uh, McDonough has a shaky quarterback play this year, so he didn't really get too many opportunities, but I watched a lot of his routes. Uh, There's a lot of potential there and he's Kenny Sanders, cousin, I believe. So if he does emerge as a prospect, uh, Remember the name. And then Camden Laudenslager, I believe. I think I got that right. Hopefully I did. Uh, defensive end. He Camden and Mason Robinson are the reason Denied Dennis Sutton is playing as a defensive tackle because they have two good young up-and-coming defensive end. Camden's also 2025. 20, uh, but you can, you can see just with his frame that uh, once once he gets a couple years in the weight room, man, he is going to uh, really uh, – you know, balloon, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's not the right word for it, but he's going to take off. And he, he he's another player, a good pad level man, knows how to use leverage, especially for his age. I was really impressed with how well he used leverage. I think he had uh, three or four tackles on the day. So remember him. Camden actually, I believe, was up for the Ball State game too. He was up for one of them or, yeah. earlier this year. He may have actually been here twice too. I think he may have been here in the summertime. But remember that name because I, I have a feeling Penn State's going to be going after him in a couple of years. There's no question about that. All right, we got a few more things to get to on this edition of the Blue White Illustrated Penn State Football and Recruiting Podcast. He's Ryan Snyder. I'm Greg Pickle. Remember to like, rate, subscribe, leave us some feedback, whether you're listening to the podcast version on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your audio, or if you're listening to us, youtube.com slash Illustrated. Check us out there. If you're listening to one or the other, go see what the other one's all about. Subscribe and, and like and rate, and we'd appreciate it. Um, All right, let's close out with this. Uh, Penn State had a small crowd on hand for the Villanova game it's not it was not a whiteout level crowd of recruits that's for sure but as we mentioned Matthias Barwell did visit did commit on Saturday and Penn State extended a new offer so Javen did I get that right Javen Javen yeah good there work go. good job Javen, nice and yep. done. yeah I had lots of time to practice while waiting for uh, <laughs> some folks to show up today that never did at any rate um Javen Williams offered uh you caught up with him let's tell folks a little bit more about what to expect what to know about him class of 2023 yes. player who's Penn State yeah. has now offered really taking off so Javen was here in the summer West Virginia for, just yeah. offered him while we were recording by the way so oh that's really another one. Uh, yeah. so he's up to I think it's like nine offers in the last 10 days so he's really taken off. He, he, his film just kind of hit the, uh, you know, hit huddle, and a lot of schools are watching him closely now. Uh, I know Michigan was one of them. Pitt was the first to offer. Um, but long story short, here he came up to Penn State's camp, 
and actually didn't have that great of a performance. And he he admitted that to me the other day. We were talking about it. You know, he said he was really kind of upset with himself. He did run a four nine ish uh, shuttle, which actually is is pretty good for his size. Um, now, what really impresses me here is some of his track and field uh, numbers. I believe he ran. Oh, oh I have it here. Or he, he threw. Excuse me. Uh, Fifty nine foot shot put, I believe, and then a one eighty five discus. Uh, those numbers really show some awesome core strength, and I, I believe that played a big part in Penn State offering, in yeah. addition to his film. And he, he you know, he said we talked to Franklin uh, James. James made it very clear that he was really impressed with just the amount of improvement. Not that, not that they've seen from last season, but really just from what they saw from him at camp, and then over the first uh, couple games of the season. So this is going to be a player who really takes off. Uh, Adam Freeman already gave him a four star rating, which. Uh, I was actually a little surprised to see with because Adam doesn't do that very often. So the, the film is is impressing people. Uh, look, he's, he's still raw in a lot of ways. But when you have some of those numbers, you know, he quick feet with a 4.9 shuttle, some crazy core strength uh, with, with those shot put and disc numbers. I think that's why Penn State said, hey, we, we got to make a move on this young man. And I, just one other thing, I just really enjoyed talking to him, too. You know, he's a very uh, – well-spoken, you know, smart, articulate, uh, you know, he, he's just now learning how to talk to the media, uh, but you can really tell that uh, he has his head on straight, you know, so, so he, he'll fit this program really well uh, or whatever program he ends up at. But uh, yeah. remember the name folks, because he is blasting off right now. Yes, he is. He's a guy who you're going to see more and more uh, pick up offers and have chances to go kind of wherever he wants. And I think Penn State, uh, by offering him, has put itself in a really good position to uh, be in it until the end. Obviously, a long way oh, yeah. to go until he can decide. But you got to start somewhere. Penn State starting out out on the right foot. All right, let's ra- let's wrap up with this. We're recording this Tuesday, September 28th, so we don't have a full visitor list yet, uh, or really even a starter one. But you know, mm-hmm. it's stripe out game weekend at Beaver Stadium, another primetime game. And instead of getting into the specifics of who's coming, Ryan, you can check that out, bluewhiteillustrated.com. Join us inside the Lions Den Forum later this week for more. But I guess let me just ask you this. Is the fact that this is a primetime game really beneficial for Penn State, or does yeah. it not matter? Yeah, it'll, it'll help for sure because there's so many guys who, you know, they play late Friday – and well, first of all, there's a lot of guys that were just here for the whiteout, right? So they don't really have a ton of motivation to run back up to state college. If they were just here two weeks ago, they play at seven o'clock on Friday night. And then if the game's noon, uh, especially if the game is noon, you know, that, that makes it a really difficult day. Three. Now I don't think this game would ever been noon. This game was three thirty or, or seven. I, I was actually surprised it was seven, seven o'clock. I thought it would be a three thirty game. I was but, pretty, uh, pretty excited about it to be honest with you. I, I was not <laughs> pretty excited about it to be honest. It's hot. Um, it's a, yeah, it late nights, is, man. man. Yep. Greg has to drive back to Harrisburg after. So he's, that's a, that's a 4am uh, in your bed kind of night. But, uh, I know Penn State fans are excited about it, though because they get the tailgate. Uh, so I'm happy happy for them uh, yep. to get another night game out of this. You know, number four in the country. I'm sure they're they're pumped. Uh, I will say uh, I do have a couple names that I am expecting. I'll share a couple. Uh, the Archbishop Wood kids are expected to be here. Uh, so uh, uh, Eric Gardner, Samaj Bridgman, Marcus Dixon. Uh, I'd have to double check on that. Uh, but as of last week, I know that was. Um, from speaking, speaking to their coach, this was the game they had circled. They weren't able to make it up for Auburn because they had a game earlier that day. So I would expect those guys to make it up. And then uh, Phil Pixiotti, I still haven't figured out exactly how to pronounce his last name. but I, I We're going to go with that, today. yeah. And you're going to say Until he it, corrects me. me. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I, he's expected to be here too, uh, which will be another one. But th- this list should be pretty solid. It, of course, it, it won't be Auburn. We're not going to have 50 un- uncommitted players here. Uh, but it will be better than Ball State and – 
Villanova, which had just a handful of uncommitted players, a couple committed. Yep. I would expect a, a good group of the committed guys to make it back up. You know, night games are always fun. Uh, majority of them play, you know, early Friday. I do know, I do believe it's uh, LaSalle and St. Joseph's Prep. I believe they have a game late on Saturday. So I don't expect the LaSalle or, or Prep guys to be here. But a, a good chunk of guys will be up here. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see 20 or so uh, uncommitted players make the trip. And, of course, a, a good chunk of the 2022 class as well. All right. Well, Penn State is ready for uh, first game of October. We're ready for the recruiting stuff that will come out of that. It has been another edition of the Blue White Illustrated Penn State Football and Recruiting Podcast. He's Ryan Snyder. I'm Greg Pickle. Ryan, I think we covered everything. Any final thoughts here before we hit the road on this last Tuesday in September? Go Phillies. Playoffs yeah. start tonight, man. Yeah, something like <laughs> that. Yeah, I've, They're uh, two and I've, a half back. You've yeah, given up? They, they might as well be 200 and a half back. Um, yeah. Well, after, no, after the Eagles last night, you know, the Philly fans, we need something to, to support. Yeah. I'm not sure. Hey, the Flyers start uh, on Tuesday night, so maybe we'll have to just go there. Um, yeah. It was a okay. rough Monday evening for us Eagles fans. And I, I have a weird feeling that the Phillies uh, week in Atlanta is not going to make things much better. But time <laughs> will tell. Um, and the good news is, is that we have plenty of Penn State football and recruiting coverage to talk about. So for Ryan Snyder, I'm Greg Pickle. Check us out, bwi.rivals.com, for the latest Penn State football recruiting news, team news, and everything else in between. If you like Penn State athletics, you should be following us. Check us out Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, youtube.com slash Illustrated. We will be back next week with more to talk about. It'll be another busy week, and we look forward to chatting with you then.